and welcome to Punchlines. I am Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. TGIF, everybody. I'm not happy because it's Friday. I'm happy because it's one day closer to the NFL playoffs tomorrow. And uh, I hope we are close. We're close to tomorrow, right? And uh, we're a lot closer than the Portland Trailblazers were last night to the Oklahoma Thunder. Ryan, put that score up, please. Did you see this final? Oklahoma Thunder 139, Trailblazers 7. So, or 77, sorry. My delayed audio came up on my computer and scared me. This is why I shouldn't have any sort of electronic equipment during a show. Anyway, uh, Chris, did you guys have the book? Did they have it at minus 62? Or what was the line on that game? <laughs> we had it 62 and a half. We got nailed. <laughs> you know, I love when those guys, you Vegas guys, you know exactly. You know, oh, you guys yeah. Are time you know. travelers. I yeah. mean, that was the fifth biggest differential in NBA history, I think I read. That's just insane. Yeah, it also wasn't the only game that was a blowout last night. What was the all, other blowout? All the, well, the Bucks Celtics game ended at a, a 37 point game or 32. 33 was the game ending, but the the halftime scores, the Cavs were up 20 at half, the Bucks were up 37 at half, the Mavericks were up 19 at half, and the Suns were up 14 at half. So like none of the none of these games were any close. Well, Cleveland up was the up ending. by 20 at half, but that was right. in France, so the exchange rate's only like 14. I don't know if you know anything about French gambling, but it's different, right? Like I Chris? said yesterday, I've never been to Europe, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's the whole metric system they use over there. It's very different. Um, we have a big show today. Late breaking news, by the way. It looks like Kalen DeBoer is going to Alabama, and uh, Gerard Mayo is going to coach the uh, Patriots. Yes, as Jeff uh, said yesterday. Jeff, Jeff, just Jeff, Jeff predicted. Yeah, that. good for Jeff. He predicted yeah. Mayo, and he predicted uh, Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, yeah? Did, he gave out yeah. the Santa Clara pick. Yeah, against exactly. Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff, uh, Jeff was two for two. Uh, way to go, Jeff. Uh, listen, big show today, ladies and gentlemen, via the video. Jerry, this episode is going to be rough for you, pal. Lots to talk about the Steel City, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not even going to say the word. Jerry, I'll just point to my T-shirt, which I'm wearing. So I will be not mentioning the city. <laughs> Making his return to the show, Pittsburgh guy Dave Damashek will be here to talk all the NFL playoffs. And he will have a particular interest in one game, Steelers-Bills. But we are talking all things NFL. On the show today, of course, is our excellent sports betting analyst and NCAA champion, who earlier this week forgot to bring something in. For show and tell, but she's here. Alex White is here. Alex, what do you have Frank. for us? Well, I have uh, my national championship ring. I won in 2012. Look at that. UNLV national championship ring. Yes, this was as an athlete, and then I did win a part of the coaching staff, and then I took over and was a head coach and won another one in uh, 2019. So yeah. She's got more rings than Tom Brady over here, this girl. I'm wow. an athlete. Pretty I don't know good. if I How told you guys you this. I have um, five total. Okay. Oh, okay, one lesson. One lesson. Well, two lesson, Brady. I was being facetious. Okay. I, I was just joking. That was pretty around. Pretty good. She's got one more than one more than Bradshaw. Right, one more than Bradshaw, and five more than me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any national championship rings. Um, and the reason we're here, our boss and director of the South Point Sportsbook, sitting in the studio, uh, the sportsbook director here, Chris Andrews, ladies and gentlemen, and the creator of the Super Tees and the NFL Championship Exacta. And the reverse teasers. And the reverse teasers, which we have right here. We want to show these. You guys have to come down to the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. We got all these cards in front of us. Uh, the reverse teaser. So which one are you? The super teaser. Explain what a super tease is to folks. Well, when I first started, so I I, I started at the Barbary Coast working for Michael Gaunt. Right. And at the time, you know, parlay cards were like just some stupid little thing. Right. You know, and Michael Gaunt kind of revolutionized it. But he had, uh, you know, the the half point card and then the teaser card. So and then he 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 actually recommended me for a job up in Reno. I go up and we started doing some stuff with parlor cards. Real, I mean, just going great. We did right. a lot of things. One of the things, but we had the teaser card, which I 
kind of copied off of Michael. And I wanted to have like the super teaser card, which was <laughs> 10 points each way. And uh, I, I went through like three years doing medians. Right, medians, which we have. Doing medians, not averages. <laughs> and you know, I can tell I'm the story now. I remember calling, I sent it all to Roxy. And I can't remember. We didn't have, I guess we had faxes back then. But I sent it all <laughs> to Roxy and he got it and he's looked over and he calls me. He says, yeah, you did a lot of work. Let me guess, you smoked the joint and went through all <laughs> How did you know? Uh, but anyway, I, I did kind of figure all the all He didn't the admit it or not. No, no he didn't. Yeah, yeah okay. whatever. So, I mean, yeah, that's but that's how 40 you years ago. Right. I think I'm in the, I think I passed a drug test now. limitations, you're fine. Like I always said, my, my college roommates would laugh at how easily I would pass a drug test now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we so I started that. But, and I used 10 points. You know, the odds are all different. We use eight points, but ties win here at the South Point. And the odds are different. You know, right. I mean, you can do anything you want, just, you know, and then just kind of monkey with the odds. But it's been a real good thing for us. And yeah, yeah. that was came my tiny little pea brain. Came from you. And then we have the the exacto, the Super Bowl exacto, which we were talking about yeah. on the show yesterday. You can pick two. I mean, uh, looking at that. Oh, there's some big she's, numbers. You know, she's displaying it just like it's like, it's like Wheel of Fortune or Price is Right, I should say. Or yeah. Vanna White. Uh, or Vanna White. There you go. Um, I don't know. The, what are the Steelers over the Cowboys? Is 550, I think, or something? <laughs> Big, I yeah, can tell big, you that. I don't, I don't have them all yeah. memorized, Frankie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me see that real quick. Yes, Alex, please. it's 500. That was the one. Uh, Sean, who's a big Steeler fan, too. We were talking about it. Uh, where is that one? Bottom of the left. Bottom so, left. Thank you. 500 to one. Steelers beat Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's happened before. It's and happened. Then, uh, to Cowboys times. beat Steelers is 550. What do you think, Chris? The value yeah, here with, with like the two one seeds. Well, I made the prices, so I don't think there's as much value <laughs> anywhere, you know. But I, I will say this, really, public service announcement. If you are betting futures, most of the time you're better off with a rolling money line parlay. Now, okay. some of these, you know, obviously, if, you, if you're reaching for the moon, right? With some, yeah, you're probably better off. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I think, I think that's why they're 3000 to one. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I mean, don't go betting your entire bankroll no, on one of those. But if you want, yeah, 10 bucks or right. 5 bucks or 20 you know, whatever whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, again, shooting for the moon. But ordinarily, you know, if you're betting, you know, whether it's the Niners or the Ravens or maybe you like, you know, one of the slightly lower tier teams, yeah. you know, Dallas or Detroit, most of the time, you're better off with a rolling money line parlay. Now, sometimes there's, you know, a big upset or something like that would kind of change that up, you know, but most of the time, that's what you're better off doing. Okay. That's good stuff. Right Public there. service announcement. Public, it's a PSA, ladies and gentlemen. See, we're here. We're here for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, yeah, I don't mean to remember, no, but I've, I give speeches every now and then to like, you know, the rotary clubs and all that. And I always <laughs> start out, I say, okay, who here bets sports? And it's usually a lot of guys. It's about half. Right. I says, okay, if you don't bet sports, here's my public service announcement. Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, come see me, and I'll try to give you as much advice as I can. You're like Yul Brynner in that old smoking ad. Remember Yul Brynner? <laughs> yeah, yeah I he, do. He died, of he died of cancer from smoking, so he cut a commercial before he died, and he's yeah. like, I'm Yul Brynner. If you don't smoke, don't smoke. And he's dead. It's like, it yeah. was like, that's, no, that's it was a kid good. that scared me. What was the oh other guy? Was, uh, he, he played uh, Hamilton Burger on uh, Perry Mason. I oh, God. Oh, I can't remember that one. I do not know. Yeah. He did the same thing. He died. He, he had one of those great gravelly voices, yeah. you know, and died young from uh, smoking. By the way, so did my dad. Roger. Yeah. No, my dad. I did too. So don't smoke, but you'll Brenner. That's that commercial. I've never that. smoked a cigarette in my life. I took a puff when I was a kid. Uh, oh, you're a championship athlete. This woman's 
No, she never smoked. I mean, no, I, her dad's probably watching. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't right. want to well, spill the beans. Both my parents did smoke. I mean, and around us. I mean, it was the seventies. Oh no, yeah. And uh, I just never did it. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Was it I, William I, Tallman? Who was it? William Tallman? Yeah. There you go. William Tallman. Yeah. I would have never got that. But Yul yeah. Brynner, though, that one scared yeah. the hell out of me. All right, let's talk about fun stuff. Today's January 12, twenty twenty four, and if you take those numbers, Ryan, the twelfth of January. Okay. 20, the year 20, 24, the year 24, you add them together, you get 56, and you add 10, you get 66. It's our 66 episode. See how I did that? Made no sense. Oh, I know. know. All right, anyway. <laughs> I wore this tie in honor of Mr. Damashek. Yeah, well, I call Dave him Mr. coming Just up. like, you know, Ryan calls you Mr. Nicotero. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Which has never happened. But anyway. You did it I wore it early on. But you know what? I, I wish I, I didn't realize, because I have a Mario Lemieux tie at home. I know. Well, I should have wore that. That's today. okay. You did. I mean, today is episode sixty-six. I should have wore we that. We usually do yeah. the jerseys, yeah. and listen, when there's when Dang. you think sixty-six, there's really only one you think. There's well, only one. Super Mario, and as uh, as not luck, but you want to say irony? On January twelfth, today in nineteen ninety-three, is when Lemieux shocked the hockey community when he announced he had been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. At just twenty-seven years old, Mario stepped away from the game to undergo radiation treatments for Hodgkin's disease, now known as Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, uh, of course, we know he came back uh, three years later. We had Josh Yowie on that show talking about Mario's comeback night. He returned for three years to play five more seasons. But today, yeah. episode 66, and the day that we found out he had cancer. I think he led Crazy. the league in scoring that year, too, despite missing he like came, six he weeks. Came, he, was second in, he was second in the Hart Trophy, right? I believe that. And he was up there scoring. It was insane how he came Dave back. Dave probably knows. He's, Dave's the Yeah, Dave will know. First game Lemieux back, fan. he had three points. I know that. He scored. Yeah. In the first game back, the crowd went nuts. And Josh Yowie, who covers the Penguins for The Athletic, of course, said it was probably the best sporting event he's ever been at. It was just you know, emotional. Living in Reno all those years, I, you know, not in a big city where you get to see, but I mean, we made a trip one year. The year when they, they won the two Stanley Cups. After they won the first. 90 and 91. Yeah, yeah, so me and my one buddy, Johnny, we went, uh, we, where did we go? We went to... Uh, San Jose, Anaheim, and LA for a three-game swing, and I and Penguins won all three, all three of those yeah. games, and just got to see Mario at his best with you know Yager and Francis. And yeah, I think Paul Coffey might have still Paul been on that Coffey, team. Wow, it was just great. Well, yeah, it was great. And a week hockey. from tomorrow, we're going to be at the Penguin game right here in Vegas. Yeah. Are yeah. you rooting for Vegas that game? I'm sure you probably will be. I have to root for the Golden Knights. They had a big win last night, go so we're Knights, hoping they go. can uh, keep that going. They did. They won 2-1 to one in OT, right? Yep. Yes, they did. And I know, very I think, uh, uh, what's that? Very quickly into overtime, too. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was very quickly, and I know uh, Kaluch was talking about that game, thought maybe Vegas would struggle. He did also, I think, mention the under, maybe a little tired game, so 2-1. Yep. to one. It'll be a good game, though. Pittsburgh's playing very good. As as I know, who I'm avoiding them for uh, unders right now. They haven't put up points. Yeah, we'll be there. We're going to be at the game. I think we have to make some sort of bet between the three of us and the four of us. I'm sorry. Ooh. I mean, Chris and I are taking the pens. You guys are taking the knights. We have a week to think of an interesting prop. Okay. Yeah, let's think of something. An interesting payoff <laughs> for that bet. I should okay. say. Hmm. It was it was Yager that led the league in scoring that year. In oh, Yager led oh, the league. Okay. okay. But Lemieux came back and had like a ridiculous amount of points. Yeah, in a short he, had, time. he had 76 points. Yeah. In like 50 some games or something. Like, yeah, we when, he, that, yeah. when he retired that first time, when he right. retired, and not when he came back a couple of years later, he was the only player. And I, well, I think I'm pretty sure he, not even Gretzky averaged two points per yeah, game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, his, his size. Yep. Yeah. Know. He's amazing. And by the way, Josh Show, he says, give me one thing that Gretzky did better than Lemieux. That was always his big thing. He's like, he couldn't pass as well, couldn't shoot, didn't have the strength. Didn't have, so I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, he's biased because yeah. he's, he's rooting yeah. for uh, 
Mario, but well, Dave's pretty biased too. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll get Dave on. We'll talk to him. What about a Dave's it. thing he loves to put it. Sixty six is greater than ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, um, we have another sixty six jersey, don't we? We have Kirk Cousins wearing number sixty six. Kirk Cousins wore sixty six in camp as a good natured nod to a punter who wore the sixty six the year before. Do we have that picture of him wearing a sixty six? Yeah, yeah, we do. It's coming up. All right, I got one more, and I know this will really upset Ryan. What's that? Ray Nitschke. Oh, was he 66? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at it grudgingly. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we, we had mentioned him, him beforehand. We did so him we before. Yeah, we did yeah. him before for, uh, I think, when he it was his birthday. Yeah. Or he, yeah, for his birthday recently, we brought up Ray Nitschke. Yeah, player. we brought him up. Great player. And I thought for the number 66, we might as well take a look at the NFL Network since we're all about the NFL playoffs coming up. I wanted to see who the NFL Network claimed was the 66th best player in the league now. You know, they do that. They do 100 greatest players ever. Yeah. But they also like to do 100 greatest players right now. Yeah, top 100 and I was like, I wonder if we get lucky and it's someone who's involved in the playoffs. And Jared Goff. It was Jared Goff is huh. the 66th best okay. player. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm probably going to be rooting for him. Uh, Are you, you think so? Probably, A lot of yeah. people taking the Rams right yeah, now? Yeah, they love the Rams. I mean, for the futures, for the game, for everything. Well, does, does McVay have an advantage knowing the quarterback or, I mean, that's what... You, you know, it's one think. of those deals after the game. We'll say, you know, right, you see, exactly. I told you. Right. <laughs> Tell me now before you... you know. <laughs> I mean, following a rough debut season with the Lions, Goff turned things around last year. 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns this year. I think even a better year. And right now the line is three points, right? Lions over yes. the Rams? Yes. Total is 51 and a half. And 51 and a half. Now that game's going to be fun to watch, obviously, for the storylines and the fact that weather will not affect this game. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to talk to Dave because you know he's been with NFL Network. Sure. I mean, just want to ask him: Would they ever consider? I mean, this is this is like incredible. I'm always in favor of playing games in weather. Right. That's my one beef about college football. Right. You know, the SEC, all their games, they never, Seven you never degrees. see them up at the big house in Michigan right. or in Penn State or in Columbus. You know, you never see. They're all in perfect weather. So. <laughs> They are the best, yeah. but they also stack the deck. Yeah, you know, that's It's true. hard to beat that. I'm glad somebody beat them this last year. <laughs> but, you know, I, so I'm always in favor of playing weather, but this is pretty drastic. Well, I well mean, How about I, the fans? I, 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 yeah. Kansas City, what are – I mean, I think they're, uh, the tickets were like $15 or $15. <laughs> no, actually, now they're, 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 they're going to end up paying people to go to the yeah, game. They I think, are dropping. I think, they're, I think they're under 50 bucks now. They're under 50 bucks. For a playoff ticket in Kansas City, two, yeah. you know, Super Bowl champs. That's funny you say that. I was going to ask you guys, because I know this is how it's always been, but I'm like, I want to see the actual game between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And yeah. that uh, I'm team okay with weather. I'm okay with that, but this is, how about the fans? Like yeah, I said. The fans. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yesterday we talked about the AFC Championship in 81. It was the anniversary yeah. of that, the Freezer game or whatever. Yeah. That was the high-flying Chargers versus yeah. the Bengals. Where they score like 14 or 27-7. Yeah, it was yeah. like ridiculous. They only got one touchdown. Kellen Winslow after that after that monster game in Miami. I mean, yeah. they were they were spent. But it was it was negative 59 degrees. That's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. And Buffalo, by the way, the coldest I've ever sat at a game was in Buffalo, Rich Stadium on bleachers. We went up from Pittsburgh, and I've never been cold like that in my life. That was a cold. Now, you're born and raised here. You've never been to a cold-weather football game, have you? I have not, no. I got to tell you, I went to the Vegas Bowl one year. It was UCLA playing 
Wyoming. Okay. And it was, the temperature was like 43, and I'd been in Vegas for a couple of years. I froze my ass. <laughs> yeah, my blood got so, so thin. It thins out, man. And I was the one end of the stadium where the wind was blowing right into You've been in there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And we left at halftime. I says, I can't. This is <laughs> unbelievable. And I've been at Pittsburgh. I remember yeah. seeing a Green Bay-Pittsburgh game back in, God, got to be like 71-ish or something Jesus. like that. Zero at right. kickoff. And I was more cold in Las Vegas. Well, the game Tommy Maddox brought the Steelers back against the Browns, where the first time they played Renegade, by the way, I was at the game. First oh, really? time they Damashek will probably know this game, but I was there. First time they played Renegade, they were down to Kelly Holcomb and the Browns. And I turned to my brother-in-law. I said, the Steelers are going to come back and win. Tommy Maddox is going to bring us back. They did, but we watched the end of that game at the bar next door. Because it was my – I had come in from California. I didn't really have – I, you know, I was freezing. I, I said, I can't feel my toes. I said, we got to get out of here. So we went to uh, uh, Bettis's bar, I think. it was. No, it wasn't Jerome Bettis's. It was McFadden's, I think. Yeah. We went over and watched the end of the game. I tell everybody I stayed till the end. But I lied. Yeah, well, we, you know. I was freezing. You know, we should get Dave on. Let's get him on. Just, come on, yeah. Where's mine? Do I have headphones? Uh, Sean, do we have headphones for Chris? Are there, are, right make sure. Yeah, he's got them. I'm ready. Oh, he's not ready. Oh, okay. We're going to kill ready. him. That's what I he's ready. We're still working on a few no things. No audio. Oh, okay. No audio. Okay, we're going to get there. Okay. Well, I'll talk about something in the anniversary. We've been talking, okay. you know, talking January this time of year. Anniversary of a lot of Super Bowls. We have to bring up Super Bowl three. It was played today in 1969. Really? Yep. Uh, Joe Namath leads... The New York Jets, the AFL New York Jets, right? I mean, this was a big upset. The line of the game was 19 and a half. The Colts were favored by well, 19 was and all, a half. No, that's... Is that a little inflated? Yeah, it was really more like 17. Okay. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, okay. Coming from the true gambler, he's like, whoa. Well, yeah, it was more like... But that was but one still, of those where, you know, like the, now you say, who? what's the number? What's the number? Right. Well, I don't... What's Circa have it? What's right. South Point have it? What's you know, blah, blah, blah. Back then, there was one number. Right. Bob Martin. When Bob Martin Bob put Martin. out the number, okay. that was the number. And everybody afterwards was telling Bob, boy, did you blow that? How did you? And Bob loved it. He says, because he goes, I did great business, two-way business. <laughs> I think it was a perfect number. Yeah. These guys think we're trying to predict the outcome of the right. game. We're not trying to do that. <laughs> we're just trying to get, you know, we're not trying to get equal action on both sides, but we want some sort of a ratio on both sides. Exactly. Bob says, I made a fortune on that. I don't know what people are talking about. And that's a great graphic right there. Ryan has up Super Bowl three. Uh, Joe Namath from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, also where Frank Nicotero was born. So I've always, yeah, Joe Willie. I saw your plaque on when I. I don't know. <laughs> when you enter Beaver Falls, it says home of Joe Namath. Frank Nicotero might have been born here. We're not really sure. <laughs> I was technically born in New Brighton, but I was raised in Beaver Falls. It's they're right next door to each other. Also the home of Donnie Iris from the Jaggers. Maybe Donnie Iris. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ali on the Last time in Pittsburgh, I saw Donnie Iris. I've seen, you know, I've known Donnie since I was a kid. Really? A My oh, friends all know him well. Oh, he, I, I, I've met him. Everyone's met him or known Donnie. He's the greatest guy. He's 80 yeah. years old, turned 80, just beat cancer. He's doing yeah. a show in March 17th. Yeah, I got some pictures with me and him. And he still rocks. And, yeah. He's 80 years old. He can still kill it. Uh, while we're waiting real quick for Dave Damashek, are we good? Or one more minute? Okay. I will also talk about this game. I wanted to, I'm glad Chris is here. 2013, the Mile High Miracle. Now, this is often considered one of the greatest NFL games of the 2010s and one of the greatest games, uh, the greatest game of the 2010s and one of the greatest of all time. Uh, here's uh, Jacoby Jones catching this ball right here. This was just like, and Ryan being the football and the DB that he was, right? Yeah. You hate watching this play. Yeah. This and then the Minneapolis miracle right. is just like, what are the safeties doing? How do you, how does yeah. this one let him behind him and then just misplay it completely like that? 
And then, yeah. Now, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I forgot that this game went to not only overtime, but yep. double overtime. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jeff Parles is here. He's going to, he's the man who knows. Went double overtime. And of course, Baltimore wins and ends up winning the Super Bowl that year. So yep. if they lose that game in Denver, uh, that is not good. I had a big bet on Denver that That's day. what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you with the, yeah. <laughs> a money line bet. I had a money line bet. I oh, just, my God. I, I just didn't think they were going to lose to this team. Yeah, Denver, I think, was nine-point favorites. They were nine-point favorites. Nine-point favorites at home. And did yeah. you show the fan video while I was rambling on there? Yeah. Oh, we didn't say it. We were, they were busy over Yeah, there. you could always find value in different things. I, yeah, I thought I had a good money. I can't remember what I like. Whatever it was, I lost, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I tried to forget those. Jerry. What's going on? Are we all right? He's sneaking out from behind, but I think everyone saw him. So, hello, Jerry. Who's he think he is? Jimmy Vaccaro? <laughs> no, he's wearing black. He's not wearing a white sweatshirt. And uh, since we, you know, we have Dave Damashek coming on, hopefully here any second now. Yeah, come on. Keeping man. with the Pittsburgh theme and Mario Lemieux and being episode sixty-six on this day in history, nineteen eighty-eight, Willie Pop Startle, Willie Stargell elected to the Hall of Fame. My favorite player as a kid. The only report I got an A on in English class was Wilver Darnell Stargell. His name was Wilver. Yeah, Wilver Stargell. Wilver. Uh, who's your favorite baseball player? Did you have a favorite baseball player growing up? Um, Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, if you if you lived in a town without baseball, and probably, yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. That's a good one to take right there. Played the game clean. Yes, one of the best ever. I almost said Mark McGuire, then I was like, wait, I gotta <laughs> bring it back. You know that '98 <laughs> home run chase though. That was that was super. That was exciting. great baseball. It really was, it was great baseball. But more uh, <laughs> McGuire being the moron does an interview after a game with uh, Andrustein. Or yeah, Andro, uh, whatever, whatever it was. A yeah. jar of it in his locker room, and the reporter's like, "Hey, what's that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's just a." Special powder I take, you know, <laughs> supplement, and then they looked it up, and then it was like, I don't know if that's approved by the Major League Baseball rules and guidance rules. Um, but Willie Stargell, uh, I saw him when I saw him play. You know, he I, in eighty eighty one when I'd see him live, he would come and pinch hit in the ninth inning. If the Pirates were up by ten yeah. runs, down by ten, they'd bring him up. Crowd would get up and go crazy. He'd come up, strike out, pop up. Had that had the windmill with the bat. But I did see him hit a home run. So before he retired, I saw Willie yeah. hit a home run. And I was there for his last game. They batted him leadoff. They batted Willie Stargell leadoff against Steve Rogers, the Montreal Expos pitcher. It's a comebacker to Steve Rogers leading off the game. They wanted him to bat first. They could get him out of the game. Goes off a of Rogers mitt, and he kind of just looks at the ball, and Willie runs down to first, and Steve Rogers kind of goes over and doesn't really throw it that hard. Willie's safe. So it was a base hit. It's really kind of sad, actually. <laughs> This prodigious home run hitter. In it. Anyway, Doug Froble was the pinch runner. The answer to the trivia question that I have won many a drinks in Pittsburgh on. But uh, uh, the parlay card. So we're going we're gonna to do a parlay card. Me, Ryan, right? Ryan and uh, Alex. We're going to do our usual Friday parlay parlay. Yeah. And yet with Dave? I'm waiting yeah, for we're, Yeah, we're having audio no, issues. Audio issues. So, um, Chris, what, what is the biggest? Is the, Lions, is the Lions and the Rams, is that the biggest action right now? Oh, boy, I tell you what, we have done so much business. This That's week. good. It's incredible. I couldn't even tell you. And by the way, walking I got a the lot hotel, of play. When I, I've seen jerseys from every team that's playing this weekend really? already. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, it, I even saw Philly jerseys. I'm, I'm like, not prepared to answer that because we have <laughs> so, and even this Go morning, ahead. I mean, they're firing like crazy. You know, yeah. so I mean, we, we're doing a ton of business all over the board. I don't have any huge needs or, you know, like I said, I'm going to need, I, I could just tell I'm going to need Detroit. Yeah. But the other games, you know, seem, uh, you know, Within reason. Yeah. All right, Alex. I'm surprised that the Steelers' bills is still 35. Yeah. Do you think that's going to continue to drop 
before kickoff. I mean, they're saying 34 what, now. 25 mile per hour it's wind. It's down to, to 34 30. and a half. Yeah. It's 30, so it has 34, 34 flat. 34 yeah. flat. I, okay. You know, they're, they're, there's just. The only the only way that game's going over, which it can, okay, of course, is a special teams or an interception or something. Slippery like ball, that. cold weather play. You know, yeah. I mean, thirty four is you know pretty low, but you know, I can hear him. By the way, with my IFB in. Really? You yes. Can hear Dave? Yes, I can. Okay. Oh, we can't hear him on the. We yeah, Dave, you there? No, I can't hear him right now. <laughs> Dave, where you going, Dave? <laughs> um. um well, I, I don't know if you guys saw the the Eagles. The, so the Eagles are having a ton of drama right now. But AJ Brown has deleted all of his Eagles oh. stuff from his oh, social media. Oh, come on! Really? Are you serious? Yep. Now, see, that's that's him battling. I, I don't that's like a, that. that's a Nick Sirianni versus him right now. He wants to see what management is who's going to blame yeah, but, first, right? But two weeks ago, AJ Brown was saying that it's not on the coaching staff at all. They're not the ones that play. Of it's course it's he up said to the that. players. Yeah, right. So now, what what is this drama? You know, where is this coming from? Can I tell you something? You're a professional. Yeah. Go out and play, play the, the game. Play the damn game. Yeah. Play the game. And, you know, once the season's over, we could deal with all this yeah. stuff. But you're getting paid for a job. By the way, I'm imagining well. getting paid pretty <laughs> darn good. Yeah. You know, go out and do your job. It's 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 maddening. It's maddening. He removed all trade. That all by the way, that's yep. the, that's become such the the move by players. Right. Like remember Kyler Murray did it with the yeah. Cardinals. I mean, it's, it's so passive aggressive. It really man. is. It really is. So, Alex, we were, we were talking right before the show. The Steelers-Bills game, I'm now seeing, depending on how this wind hits the lake, it could be two feet of snow during the game. So, how do you, you can't handicap, I mean, how do you, do you just stay away from that game? Or what are you looking on the, the over-under and the Steelers-Bills? I mean, I, I love that under. Yeah. I think that that is, I mean, especially with the wind, that's the main factor, right? You take off a touchdown from your number when the wind is over 20 miles per hour. So, it's getting up to 30. I think it's going to be a complete run game. I will say, though, I was looking at Bills, and they've been a double-digit favorite four times this year, okay. and they're 0-4 ATS yep. in those games. Really? So that 10 points is very tempting with the Steelers, especially with the weather. But You, you know, know I don't, excuse me, no. I, I don't advocate teasing totals very much. Right. You could, it might be a correlated Push teaser it up. here. Push yeah. it up. You get up to 15 and under... Uh, and under what thirty? Under forty? Yeah, I hear him. By the yeah. way, guys. Yeah, come on. I hear him. Here we go. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Because we hear him on one end, doesn't really we? Hear him great. Him. I hear him fine. Bring him in. Bring him in. Okay. Yeah. You're good. No, no. Gotcha. <laughs> Listen, there's there's weather that's going to affect games. There's audio that affects shows, ladies and gentlemen. You got to take it in stride. We're very proud to have back another huge big Steeler fan. Sorry, Jay. We're going to talk a lot of Steelers. Dave Damashek is here. Dave, thank you for joining us, buddy. Now we lost. <laughs> Dave, can you hear me? Uh, he can't hear me. No, I can't hear uh, you. Just can start... you hear me? Yeah, I, can't <laughs> hear you. I think this is great. I think this is great. I think, it's, I think it feels nice and retro that we do it I like it very Listen, let me tell you something, fella. I got you beating how I got a whole I got a whole I got a whole shirt, bro. Look at that. <laughs> I was at the no, Super Bowl and a girl had a mini skirt made out of a terrible towel. Oh, really? Hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a, a mom of a pal made this for me. This is this is an actual shirt. I don't know if I should hit the streets with it. It might be too much. It might it might be a little bit too on the nose. But I will say. Maybe this is uh, th this is perfect for the moment. 
weather, trying to take down a football game and all of that. Right. This is exactly what we're dealing with, right? right? You know, exactly. ill conditions. So weather in the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I'll communicate to him. So can skills. you get that, Dave? Can you see that? I got it. Okay. okay. So what do you think? Um, all right. So uh, Texans versus. He can, can hear. hear. Oh, I'm hearing you now. Oh, you hear me I'm now. Oh, okay. Ah, there we go. Oh, all right. We'll start off with the Texans. I, I, I needed that. I could hear that uh, East Pittsburgh accent breaking through there. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was wafting down from uh, up on high on Churchill. I went Churchill. up, uh, just went right up the road there. And uh, look who I found. I found my guy, my, my uh, one of the Churchill Chargers, true legends. That's right. Yeah. Sanders, baby. <laughs> so, Dave, it's episode 66 for us. So we're happy to have you here. So obviously we were talking about Mario Lemieux earlier. And today happens to be the day where he announced that he had Hodgkins. Do you remember where you were when Mario made that announcement and what were your reactions were thinking, wow, we're going to lose him at 27. You know, you're not going to see him play anymore. Yeah, devastating. And obviously, you know, for all the real life, uh, you know, stuff that Gail Sayers and everybody else had to deal with, you know, it's remarkable that Mario Lemieux, I can make, I, I would need roughly 6.6 hours to make my <laughs> Lemieux over case so i'm not going to dive into it here <laughs> but you know gail sayers got hurt and is a sad figure because people still want to float him in the greatest running back conversation mario lemieux had devastating back trouble and hodgkin's disease <laughs> and he still is is in the conversation for the greatest player of all time he is the goat um you know i i, I have fought the good fight as long as i possibly could i left the banks of the three rivers many moons ago as a Lemuist. I yeah. went out to spread the good word all over sports America. <laughs> Endeavor in that. But listen, the main event is here. This is what we do it for. Yes. Am I right, everybody? Yeah, we are. For the hard round. It is. Oh, it's here. Now you're on warm California now, and we've both been to Steeler games at Three Rivers or Heinz Field where it's freezing. I've made the road trip to Buffalo a couple times. I assume you've probably been to a Bills game up there, maybe at Rich Stadium. And sat on those metal bleachers. It could be two. It could be a foot of snow. It could be two feet of snow. It could be forty mile an hour winds. What's your take on the old? Right now, the spread's about ten, and we got it at thirty four flat. The over under nine and a half. We're down at nine and a half. They took the ten. They took the ten. So it's nine and a half and thirty four. I mean, we're going to have to watch the weather up till betting on this game. So what do you? What do you? What are you feeling on this? What are you, are you looking at the radar? Are you looking at Joe Donardo and Bob Kuzma given the weather out there? Hey, what's Donardo now? I've got to hear what he got. <laughs> Yeah, it, my my. If your glass is uh, half full of snow, then you like <laughs> that total dropping on that Bill Steelers game. If your glass is half half empty with snow, I think you know why that number keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. So I don't know if this is going to be. I I sincerely I know that the rhetoric is supposed to go that we want it to be snowy and aesthetically. I'm all in on that. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Looks amazing. And all of that. The wind, I don't want it to be so severe that it is one of those games that's just a throwaway. The, the Patriots-Bills game of, what was that, two seasons ago or three now, when it was so windy, that result was so ridiculous and irrelevant. I would hate for that to for a playoff game to come down to that. That being said, outside of severe winds, I love the elements. They yeah. only add to the pleasure there. And these people, they're a weird percentage of football fans online and otherwise, if you're looking around, 
taking using their voice to announce, "Hey, it's dangerous out there. We should <laughs> we should change the rules. No, screw that. Yeah, it's a football. It, it, what I always talk about is what football has and why it means so much to us. I suspect, I hypothesize that one of the reasons football is the best sport is because where it falls on the calendar and because it's generally been played outdoors. Baseball, if it snows or rains, obviously, well, now we have to delay the game, so it's a non-starter there. Basketball and hockey covered by a roof. Football is out in the conditions and it is that connection. I've been in Three Rivers and Heinz Field in frigid conditions, wins and losses, but it is the shared experience. We all have to delude ourselves into thinking that these strangers wearing um, the colors of our city care <laughs> as much about the city as right, we do. Strangers. That, that delusion, it's a required uh, delusion, but now it's extended by the fact that we are in the same conditions that they are. And we feel like, I, I know that we're not being run into by gigantic right. <laughs> and fat pound men, but nevertheless, we feel like I'm in the same spot That's you true. are. Being yeah. That's true. That's right? true. Yeah. And Chris loves the elements, right? Yeah, right. No, I, I, you know, I've always said that's what I hate about college football. The SEC, they play everything, you know, in perfect weather, and then you get to the championship, the bowl game, and they are the best. There's no question, but they also stack the deck. I mean, let's let's see a game up in uh, you know up at the Big House in Michigan or in Columbus or you know Penn State. You yeah. pick you know Notre Dame. You play one of these final matches up there. Why do we have to play it in perfect weather? In domes, they, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's play it in the element. I mean, you know, plus, like, if you I, are a Michigan or Ohio State, you're you're recruiting to win, you know, games that have the elements in it. You know, LSU, well, you're probably not. I took, I took to Twitter. To, I, I, I shamefully am self-promoting here, but look at my Twitter feed earlier today. I laid out the case for the shame that you know the 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 cutting their nose to spite their climate controlled face up there in Detroit or any NFC North team for that matter, that they relinquished home field advantage. And what is home field advantage um, beyond? And what what is the actual advantage, especially if you're an NFC North team, to be bringing some pretty boys from SoCal up there? <laughs> now you just waive that home field advantage. I mean, they they deserve to lose this game from a, a pigskin spiritual sense. You know, they why would you give up the home field advantage that is inherent? Exactly what you described. The entire premise of being up in Detroit is for <laughs> a home against a team from below the from from the Sun Belt, below the Mason Dixon line. It makes me crazy. Well, I always loved you know, in most years, probably I, I went back and looked. It's about two thirds or three quarters of the time. When Miami and Buffalo play, yeah, the first game oh, yeah. is in Miami. That's right, and the second game's in Buffalo. Right, you know, I mean, and I'm not sure what kind of AFL deal that was because you got to remember Miami before your time right. was it was actually an expansion team into the AFL, and I'm sure that was some sort of deal that you know whenever uh, Wilson said, yeah, sure they can come, but by the way, they're coming to Buffalo. Every December, that's yeah. that's going to be part of the deal. Unbelievable! Yeah. yeah, those are great. I remember I've watched Marino and Kelly duel in snowstorms. Those were some of the greatest games. Yeah. And uh, Alex, you had something? Yeah, Dave. I just want your opinion on. There's a couple great storylines in regards to the quarterbacks, and I'm going to start with the veteran Joe Flacco coming off the couch. He's actually the favorite in this game, going to Houston to take on this rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, who has just done outstanding things. Do you have a feel for this game? Houston getting two now. They you're getting a little money. They were two yeah. and a half earlier in the week. 
the thing I've been saying all week is like, imagine if you fell into a coma around Thanksgiving and <laughs> just not, you know, how flipped out you would be looking at the wild card round matchups here. Yeah. I mean, like, wait, the Rams made the playoffs? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, oh, and we got Stafford v. Golf. Ooh, that's fun. Like, wait a second. Joe Flacco actually <laughs> is going? What the hell? And the, uh, you know, I, to, to answer your question, forgive me, I'm, I'm swept up in it. I don't know if you can tell. Like my, <laughs> my, my enthusiasm is sincere. I love the, the playoffs are the best. The, best. the NFL playoffs are my favorite. The greatest tournament existing, and I can't wait for it. And I love that my team's in it. Our team, I should say. Um, I like Stroud in this spot. I think we're yeah. overlooking because Joe Flacco now counts in our new world order with, <laughs> with some of the guys that are going to be out there playing like Mason Rudolph and otherwise. Like <laughs> Joe Flacco now counts as a Browns mainstay. So he's like a dependable option now. But let's remember, he's Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco is now going on the road to play a good Texans team. And, you know, Denzel Ward, questionable with the knee. Yeah, that's I huge. Like Texans before the Ward injury, yeah. but that's a major component of what the, the Browns defense wants to do. Now, um, okay. I, I like I like Texans the Texans straight up in this one. Yeah, now I saw, I, I think you ranked on your um, on your Twitter feed that you thought Tua was the worst quarterback left in the playoffs? Was that did you have Tua ranked low? That, that was not me. Okay. You know, you were commenting on someone had that or something. Maybe I can't remember, but someone had Tua as the lowest ranked quarterback left, and I was like, nah, I mean, I don't see, that. I don't see that. They had Rudolph up higher than him, okay. and I, I look, we're rooting for Mason Rudolph, but I still think Tua going to Kate. Now you've probably been to cold weather. You have been to cold weather games. How much would it cost for me to pay you to go to that KC game and sit in the stands with temperatures around two degrees? Well, I mean, you know, that's, you know, that's the buy-in. You go to the <laughs> Super Bowl for the corporate event, you right. know, where, where with, with, uh, with the corporate types who have their shirt and tie on, but they get a, 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 a t-shirt at the big game and they, they don't <laughs> choose a team. It's the t-shirt that has the logos of the two football teams about to play each right. other on it, which is the latest purchase you can make. And it's a, it's the Rob Lowe of T Rob Lowe NFL hat t-shirts. Um, and so everybody gets that it's a big corporate event. Half the people don't care about the result at all. That's why you go on the road for the provincial event that is in your home stadium always is, is the way to go there. And to, to, and to fill in, I know you were rhetorically saying you've been to cold weather games in January of 1979, the first really frigid game. I remember going to the, the Oilers. Yeah. Right. Houston Oilers. I sat in the stands with my sister, Amy, my old man brought me, uh, Chris Andrews knows uncle Scott and uncle Mike. I do. Um, shout out uh, to the Neely family, um, Churchill's own. They, uh, I, I went to the game with those people. It was so cold. Amy and I, the only thing I remember was we had a thermos. My mom sent us with a hot cocoa thermos and we were pouring it on our bare hands to keep oh warm. <laughs> 45, 45 years later, I found myself sitting on the couch in early January rooting for the Houston Oilers to put the Steelers into the playoffs. It was wonderful, meaningful stuff to me and the the rest of my clan. And um But Renfro was I, in, right? Well, Renfro 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 was in though on that touchdown. Uh, you know what? I'm a big enough person. I know. I saw, I, that. I saw that too. And Dave, I don't know if we could be friends anymore. I, I, I'm not I, sure. I, I agree with him though. I mean, look, I remember when that play. His feet are in. His his feet are in. He was oh, in. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to my grave <laughs> saying he was out. I, the statute of limitations on, uh, on further review has expired, Chris. Okay, I'm good. almost positive. 
we, we, we got away with it. It's okay. And I really do. But that was a fun one. wonder if they would. This is a good show idea, uh, everybody. We should do this one. Let's go back and look at old plays and then debate them endlessly like the referees do current plays while we sit there and twiddle our thumbs, <laughs> white waiting for the further review to complete. Why don't we spend our time reviewing those and seeing what the conclusion would be? I think the referees, I think Chris is right. I don't think the referees on high would overturn the call. Yeah. Out of bounds on the field. I don't know if there's enough info there for them to say, actually, it was a touchdown. But <laughs> let's burn on and on about uh, something that happened 45 years ago instead of talking about the matter at hand. Isn't so that, that's what I like. Isn't that the premise of NFL? Wasn't that a program you were doing for a while? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Because literally they would have played Vince Ferragamo. Was that what They would have played the Rams then in the Super Bowl, and the Oilers might have a ring. I mean, they were probably the second best team in the league. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that no, well, that's that's uh, thirteen. So the Oilers would have caught the the. Well, that yeah, you know, you're right. That would have been fourteen. That would have yeah, that that second Oilers uh, yeah. AFC type game would have put them against the Rams. But if Fat Frank Corral doesn't make three field goals <laughs> in the history of people, yeah. maybe it would have been. Oilers v Buccaneers, and then you have a pastel powerhouse Super Bowl for all of time. Cream sickles <laughs> against powder blue Oilers. That would have been. I don't know if I would have been able to bring Young Dave uh, to the table to sit down. <laughs> Alex, what's uh, wait? I got a, I got a real quick Go story here. So oh, when I was wor working at, at Golden Nugget, it okay. got it got bought by Tillman Fertitta, big Houston guy, and all that. So he's going around the room. There's about seventy five of us in the room. You just kind of. It bought the place, but if you know gaming, it, it, it's not bought until it's final. And we're going around the room. Tell us a little something about yourself. I said, I'm a you know, Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And by the way, Mike Renfro was not in Bowser. <laughs> and he like gave a look at me. Needless to say, when the deal was closed, like a couple months later, 20 minutes, and I'm not joking, 20 minutes after he got approved by ownership, I was informed that I was no longer employed. Oh, no, come on. You were fired because of that? No, I doubt it's because of that. There, <laughs> And by the way, I wasn't fired. Right. I'm not allowed to say uh, that. If I was allowed, I'd say that, but I'm not allowed to say that. But we had a, a disagreement and our issues were resolved later. But that is the truth. Twenty I did say that at the introduction, and twenty <laughs> minutes after you know, I was informed that I was no longer employed there. You can't you gotta let the black and gold flag fly. Hey, you know? you fly. Ask me if I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> no. Here's some name dropping. Here's some name dropping for you. I once with uh, I think everybody here knows uh the uh, the kingpins of Pittsburgh radio, Randy Bauman and Bill Crawford. Sure, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they're the best. Well, um, they're friends with Bill Burr. Bill Burr, the famous comedian, Boston sports fan through and through. Well, I had Bill Burr coming in studio for uh, for a conversation, and I said, hey, well, I don't know uh, really what he's like, you know, what, what any tips uh, of areas that he loves to do in sports. And they said, the only thing you can't do is he – sincerely hates the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> and specifically Alf Samuelson for the Cam Neely knee Ooh, injury in 19. I can't believe I shook his hand. <laughs> he said, I said, I, 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 they said to me, yeah, you're right. I, they said the only you, you should not bring that up because it's it's not a joke. He loves to obviously kid around, but that's something that he does not think is funny. And I was like, well, now you've put it in my ear. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Not only did I bring it up to him, like, I led with it. I led it. with it. I knew just... he, he, was, he was not happy. I can't believe he sat through the interview, but he was he he was not in great spirits. But I'll, I, I, to get in the Wayback Machine, just very quickly, 
Um, if you saw Wade Phillips, Bum Phillips' son, and of course was on the coaching staff of those Houston Oilers back in 1979, the reason you'll see him tweeting back at me about those games is because he told me, and or I confirmed this story with him after I talked. Here's the ultimate name drop: okay. Mean Joe Green. Oh, man. I talked to Mean Joe Green once. And I was reminiscing with him that I said, you know, the first time where I I felt mortal as a sports fan and as a human being was when you guys in 1979 played the upstart at that point, San Diego Chargers. You went out to San Diego for that game. And I think it was either late November or the first day in December, something like that. They didn't beat the Steelers. They destroyed them. And I remember my old man and the aforementioned uncles sitting there stunned in a way I'd never seen it before. As a little kid, I was like, what? what why are they? They're really like, boy, this team, we're outmoded all of a sudden. And the Oilers then in the playoffs with Dan Pastorini, Earl Campbell, and Ken Burrow, <laughs> all her, Gifford Nielsen and company somehow pull off an impossible <laughs> upset. Yeah. Vernon Perry had four picks. In yeah, them, I wow, think. Yeah. he was number thirty-two, wasn't he? Vernon Perry that popped into my head. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I still remember. What a weird number being, for a DB. Yeah, right. I remember being in uh, in in uh, Three River Stadium on high and watching on the first possession of the game. I remember Vernon Perry running across my eye line for a touchdown. That's how the AFC title game started. All-time heater for Vernon Perry, who's he in <laughs> football history for two weeks. He couldn't be beat. But I, so I, brought, I brought that San Diego Chargers game up to Mean Joe. And uh, I said, man, you guys really, you know, I'm glad you got that fourth Lombardi, but good thing that the Oilers did the dirty work for you because you would have gotten destroyed in San Diego in the title game, right? Is that how the vibe was in the Steelers' locker room? He said, I have a funny story about that. When we were finishing up in that Chargers game, when they were killing us, I noticed that Dan Fouts had a tell oh. when he was throwing certain passes. Wow. And I so badly didn't want to play the Chargers. I didn't want to rematch against the Chargers in the AFC title game that I called Bum Phillips and I told him what I had picked up and he employed that to wow. defeat. Wow. Wow. That's and huge. As I was, it was a great. I was over the moon, and then I confirmed that with Wade Phillips. Uh, no you know, kidding. After the fact. Wow. So yeah. Wow. I, you know what, Dave? I we I, we're, I, we're approximately the same age. I remember living in California at the time because we went back and forth between the two cities. But I remember watching that San Diego game, and it was like I'm, I'm going to say 28 points right away, or 28-7, or 34. I remember watching that game, thinking, "Oh God, the runs over for my team." Right. Yeah. Uh, right. I remember watching that game, but that is an amazing story that he actually dunked a bum Phillips, who, by the way, and I've mentioned this on the show, my favorite non-Steeler player ever was Earl Campbell. I love Bum Phillips. I love the song, Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers, and love you blue, all that stuff. So that is a fantastic story. Well, I, I can remember, and matter of fact, I texted Dave a couple months ago that, or a year ago that that story came up, and I remember I'm in Vegas at the time, and my image of that game, I think it was like 35-3 or something like that, like I told I think thirty-five fourteen or thirty-five like fourteen. That, yeah, like that 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 just that that covers up how one side. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It wasn't even that my image of I just remember the 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 camera focusing in on Bradshaw, and he's just sitting there like shaking <laughs> his head, like what the hell is going on here? And I remember that. Now I didn't know about the tell on yeah, me, right? but that's a great story because I, I that's the one Super Bowl I was at. I went to see the Rams. Uh, uh, lose to the Steelers. Oh, yeah. no, in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. uh, in Pasadena. At the Rose yeah. Bowl, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I looked it up. 
Uh, Vernon Perry, number 32. There's a yeah. Houston Oilers jersey. I don't know why I remember because it's such an odd number. But anyway, Alex, Alex, do you want to go to a different game? We'll get Dave's take on this. Well, you brought it up, Dave. I want your take on Matthew Stafford going back to the Detroit. The return of Matt Stafford. This is the toughest call of the weekend as far as I'm concerned, but I finally just gave into it and decided <laughs> straight up. I, I, wow. You know, okay. Wow. I, this is... I, I have, uh, you know, people talk about the Madden cover curse and Sports Illustrated curse. I guess that's probably was left in the last millennium. But people have various things that they point to as curses. I think the curse of Sposta looms large every postseason. And it falls on the team that's supposed to win. If you are, if you have to get it, the Cowboys is a, for instance, because of their you know, Dak history and Romo history and otherwise, they have to get this game. They have to make a deep playoff run. And that puts added pressure on these guys who already have a ton of pressure on them in these playoffs. Dak's going to have to carry that around with him. By the way, Josh Allen's got to carry that around with him <laughs> oh, too. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a weird sort of like spiritual 21st century Wade Boggs riding the horse around Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> available to either Jared Goff or to Matthew Stafford. I don't know who that really ultimately helps in on either side of things, except when I then think about who's the pressure on here. The Lions need this for validation. Mm -hmm. And now I have to face the ghost that is Matthew Stafford. That's going to be a little bit more pressure. Now, more practically, I think Sean McVay over. And listen, I get it. I, I think the fun storyline for all the golf Stafford stuff is, how about that... Raheem Morris, who wants a head coaching gig, and Ben Johnson, who wants a head coaching gig, are going, their units are going head-to-head, -head, and the winner maybe gets an edge for leaving their current football wow. team so that they can go be a head coach somewhere else. I think that's a fun storyline, but I think that the matchups, in a simplistic way, favor the Rams in the sense that, like, how what have you seen from the Detroit Lions that indicates to you, for all of the fun season they've had, that they can cover up Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and take care of Kyron yeah. Williams. I don't see that. And so I, I can see the Lions obviously being competitive against the Rams defense. But if it's going to be tight, I may as well go, go all in, go all in, not just survive. And, and, if and I'm taking the and ben, straight. Yeah. And Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, has already said, well, for me to be a head coach, I'm going to need 15 million a year. What? Whoa. He, said, he came out and said, he yes, he did. It was, it was something I saw. That he said, I'll need, like, you're an offensive coordinator for the Lions. You haven't yeah. won anything. But he's like, I'm going to need $15 million. I, I, it, was on, it was online. And if it's online, that means it's true. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I'm just thinking, you know, and I really don't like anybody in the game. I, I, I told these guys I'm going to probably need the Lions just because everybody's betting the Rams. But the way I see the Lions competing... <laughs> Yeah, I, I see the the Lions competing by running the ball. I think they yeah. could run the ball against the Rams, and if they could do that effectively and continue to do that, it takes a little pressure off Goff. Uh, they may be able to get out ahead in this game. But uh, you know, as far I mean, I made the number three. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't like any. <laughs> but like a typical bookmaker, whoever you give me, eh, I'm okay That's with your it. Favorite yeah. team because when you win, you win ten. When I win, I win eleven. And over the, the course of time, that's going to make a difference. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of setting the lines, I reach out periodically. I put the bet signal up in the sky. Chris Andrews <laughs> is enough to sometimes respond to it. I put it up just to ask a what-if question specific to gambling. What if it had been the Chiefs and KC where the Steelers were headed? 
with the, because the the rhetoric became in the twelve hours after the Steelers got in was like, right. who do we want to play? Do who do we like? Beggars yeah. can't be choosers. Let's be happy we're in. But then it became, dude, Bills is worse for us than the Chiefs. And I was like, I don't know what would the number indicate, Chris Andrews. What did you say? So you rightly predict. Well, you said it at nine and a half, ten up in Buffalo. What did you say it would have been Pittsburgh at? KC six and a half, and, and it's funny you ask because I was just working on some stuff, you know, the last couple of days. KC's home field advantage is greatly as, overrated, and, and I've been saying this for years. There, it's not that they're easier to beat in Arrowhead, but they're they're no bargain to beat anywhere they want to play, you know. And they're I just there's the the differential is like about less than two points well, from KC at home to KC at the road. Juggernaut team. How I mean, I, I don't know how that compares with the most recent dynasty and the Patriots or otherwise, but it, it is. Um, Chris, I'm fascinated by that. I could, I could talk to you for five hours about what goes into it goes into all that and the, and the math of it. But that's exactly right. Even a dummy like me has observed over the last three years. Wait a second, you had that Churchill education. I mean, it's not like you went to North Allegheny <laughs> oh, like Frankie did. Come on, man. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I got dude. I even was out of there before it was Woody. Before it became Woody Hill, then it went downhill from there. Um, the um, but yeah, I, I'm fascinated by that. Right, that the Chiefs are they 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 stand as an all time heavyweight team in the AFC, and yet they really struggle to cover yeah. at home. Yeah. You know, some decent sized numbers, but it has in the last couple of years. It had finally. You guys are starting to reflect. I, I see the reflection of that reality. And yet it's still not enough. It's wild. And the question I have for you, though, Chris, is if I if I may bend your ear, um, is anecdotally to me, it seems like even the best teams in the NFL over the last five years will take a drubbing. They'll, they'll get hammered at some point during the season. And it's funny that I've just mentioned the Steelers getting killed by the Chargers in 79. But that was the anomaly back then. If you were a heavyweight team, you just you might obviously you're going to lose games, but you never got whipped by like three scores or more have you observed that reality and, and whether or not there's something to glean from that in the next matchups because i contend you get whipped like that if you're the cowboys or the eagles you have zero hope the lions or rams better go beat the niners or you have zero chance of getting to the super bowl by virtue of what we saw you you just have no hope playing the niners in a repeat given what we saw in the last month or two right or no I would I would tend to agree with you, but there is a caveat. I, I remember saying when the um, uh, when Brady won his last Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, what was it? It was kind of late in the year. They lost thirty five nothing at New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Now New Orleans. they didn't have to beat New Orleans later on, you know. But well, that's uh, my point. Yeah, yeah. Right. But had they played New Orleans, it might have meant something, you know. I think that it does, and, and I think a lot of times it's just the matchup. Now crazy things happen, you know, whether it's. Uh, the Ravens and the and the Niners. I, I think there's a lot of tip balls that went. You know, I think that score kind of got away from them a little bit. But uh, yeah, overall, I think you're right. I think sometimes it's just a bad matchup. You know, for whatever uh, for whatever I, I reason it is. You know what? I, I want to put the asterisk exactly on the matchup you just mentioned. Like, well, maybe the Niners wouldn't get demolished the way they did the first go around with the Ravens, but. You know, uh, the the devil's damashek of that point that you make is, or that I'm even making, is, is, the, is the fact that, like, that game is 5 nothing Niners because Lamar Jackson falls over the referee in the end yeah. zone. That could have really been worse. You would have had no hope in that game. They have nothing good to point to as the Niners. So, yeah, I think that's a trend, and I think the, the worst trend 
because it's just no fun whatsoever. But I'll be interested to see how this season plays out. The, yeah. This particular playoffs with the Ravens and Niners decisively the best in their respective well, conferences. That is the color of the logo this year. That would be the third year. Oh, oh come on, really? And we have to Those ask you that. Right, I don't know. And speaking of Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, who are your two teams? Who would you pick right now? It's right down the street from us. Who's your Super Bowl matchup? I hate to say it. It's the Niners and Ravens. It's cheap, <laughs> but if, like, when every game at this in this era is a coin flip, basically, then if you only have to win heads on two coin flips versus three, then you're much more likely to move on. So, of course, I'm going to take the team that has to play one fewer game to get to the Super Bowl. I, I, I know that's the lamest thing in the world, but you know what the best thing is? Here's the best thing. Here's what a football America needs to root for. If you like some suspense and drama and all of that, you don't want everything to just go chalk before between now and Vegas. Right. You want the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. <laughs> I got it. That's right. You want that because why? And it's Mason Rudolph who will, by that point, have equaled Lamar Jackson in postseason victory. Blue <laughs> oh. Charm City, Steelers, Ravens. Yes. Who doesn't love that? I'll tell you who, Lamar Jackson. That's right. Why? Because the first to would be so heavy. I better beat the third string quarterback from the Steelers. <laughs> I know I never beat the Steelers, but now I have to win this one. This is a legacy game for me. Oh, it would be delicious. Or, unless that doesn't happen, maybe the Browns win and it'll be Flacco's Browns heading to, to Baltimore. Not so satisfying to me, but I still think that would be a not But a, a great storyline, great storyline. Uh, uh, Ryan, what is this graphic I see here with the Ravens on the cover of Sports Illustrated as winners of Super Bowl 58? What is that? Is that a mock <laughs> No, that was that was 48. That was supposed to be Oh, 48. Oh, okay. I can't do my Roman numerals. State, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's hey. that North Allegheny education oh, again. It's yeah. my vision. It's my eyes, damn it. It's nothing to do with North Allegheny. Uh, Dave, so just give us a final score prediction, Steelers-Bills. I've got it 24-20 for the home team. Maybe I'm trying to reverse jinx them yeah. a little bit. Maybe I'm trying to not get my hopes too high. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There we go. Please to strike. They <laughs> are Steelers. Hey, have you waved the Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Get it for Cope. Hey, have you, have you waved the towel before a game? You had to have white waved the towel, right? Not not formally. Okay. I was not summoned from Jimmy Paul on the Jimmy Paul coming out on the back of a pickup truck and singing uh, "We're from the town with the Super Bowl team." Oh, I was there for that hit for Swanee coming out double yeah, barrel, the double, yeah, one gold, one black. Yeah. Oh, young Dave was over the moon. He was one over. And his heart still belongs. Uh, we got to get you before a game, man. You got to. Oh, do we get yeah. Uh, well, listen. I'm hoping they went, you know, for a variety of reasons. But I'd love to have Dave on again next Friday. All right. Because we talk got Steelers. Talk Steelers and the Penguins are in uh, Las Vegas yeah. on Saturday. Penguins are here. Um, by the way, uh, Josh Yoey would agree with you. He is a Mario uh, Lemieuxist. He also says Mario did everything better than Gretzky. Name one thing Gretzky did better than Lemieux, and he you can't. So Yoey will be out here. He's a writer for the Athletic. He'll be here. To watch the game, he'll be on the show next week too. Took passive aggressive shots. That's what he. That, that's what Gretzky did. <laughs> passive you ever the gentleman? Next time, next time we kibitz, I tell you the story of my confrontation with Wayno Gretzky. Oh, oh, I told mine. Jimmy mine was live green room. Mine was I, very I had, brief. I had a head to head with him. Okay, that, that's what. Whoa. Moved. 
That is a tease right there. We will get yeah. you know, we will get you back on for that. I told mine quickly where he just didn't even look at me when he shook my hand, but I want to hear that one from the Kimmel Green. Dave, you coming to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl? I don't know. Depends if okay. it's the Steelers. Please, we're at your disposal. If you need anything while you're here, please let us know. Well, Chris has never said it. that to me. What the no, hell is going I, on? And, and I'm like, well, you know, I mean, uh, uh, no, I, we'd love to take you to dinner or lunch or whatever you'd like to do. We'd love to. Yeah, thank you for doing this. You're, we appreciate it, Dave. You're a yeah. great guest. Yeah, you're the best. Yeah, thank you I so love much. these stories. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, Dave, for being <laughs> on the show. Everybody, let's get them. Take that, Bills. All right. <laughs> All right, and Jerry and Ryan have been uh, keeping track of the Pittsburgh mentions. I knew it was going to be a heavy show. Oh, my God. Let's see the – go ahead, take the shot there. How many times did we mention Pittsburgh? Usually it's around eight. What's the uh, – let's see. The over-under is about eight. Can we take that shot there? Eight. Uh, it's usually eight. eight. Well, unusual show. Oh, my God. Oh, this my guy, God. It's more like 80. <laughs> what what is, is it? Has anyone done the math on that? How many is that? It's right. about 140. But, uh, <laughs> 100, yeah, all right. Real, real quick, Dave, do you remember when we when the Steelers played the Bills back when OJ was there? Remember, uh, remember Myron right before they went on? I think he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Uh, I just I remember. Well, I know. Go the crowd me. is ready, and so are the Steelers. Now wait a sec. You're also talking about my favorite NFL clip of all time: the guy in the stands when OJ. So OJ Simpson. It might have been the year he won the rushing title or whatever. He's one of the yeah. best. So there's the guy in the stands going. The Steelers ain't had no breakfast today. Yeah. They've been waiting for the juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest line of all time. Can we show it? Oh, we can. Anyway, uh, it's my favorite clip of all time. Chris, uh, you got to get back to the sports book and do some work. Oh, I have a job. You have a job. <laughs> Ryan and uh, Alex, we had talked about da uh, Damashek went so long and so great. We oh, he's great. He's great. He's great. Uh, well, uh, again, thank you, Dave. Please share the links. Please we'll send it. We'll put a picture on. On X of our yeah. picks. We're if gonna, anyone wants to follow our yeah. super teaser, we're going to do a teaser. We're going to—that's a great idea because we haven't really talked about it, so we want to put a little time into it. Uh, Alex, thank you for bringing in your national championship rings. Chris wearing the Steeler tie. Ryan, any last thoughts with your Christmas jacket on? That's a red jacket. Is that tipping your hand towards rooting for the Texans or any team with red in it? Actually, I got a meeting. I got to go. He's got to go, ladies and gentlemen. The man's got to run the sports book. <laughs> no, thank no, you, we're Chris. good. We're good. All right, Jerry and Sean, thank you. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. You got three days. NFL's genius making it three days. Whoa, where's that weather? This is in Kansas City. That's in Kansas City right now? Like a couple hours ago, yeah, a little bit outside of Kansas City. Frank Mergy sent this to me. Oh, Mergy. Oh, my man, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Oh, wow. Go change the line right now. Take the under on that game. No, who's going to sit in that game? Is Taylor Swift going to go send that weather? No. In a box. Well, yeah, that's true. She could be in a box. Behind I wouldn't box, even want to, yeah. I wouldn't even want to like have to venture out into that. No, me either. What game are you most excited to watch? Uh, probably that Lions Rams. game. I am too. Yeah, I mean, besides obviously my, but Steelers. That's uh, the Steel game. But I, Lions Rams is going to be the best. Yes, and I mean Jeff said it yesterday. The Houston and Cleveland Browns game. That's Could arguably one of the best ones. Well, I I ate two oysters, and the the winning oyster was the Texans. So we'll see how that plays <laughs> out. Everybody, thanks for watching the show. Have a great NFL weekend. Make sure you follow Alex at Alex White with two E's. Alex White T. Jeff Parles will have lots of information and he'll have even more on Sports by the Book. You're sticking around for that. I am. That's at I'll 3 o'clock today, 2 o'clock today. Uh, less than an hour. That show will be two hours of football. And uh, we'll see you later. Thank you for watching the show. Punchlines, lines, live in Nevada. Every show. Go Steelers.